you, it just doesn't work like that anymore, does it? You know, you can't be uh, no singling way. out a lot of these yeah. guys. Like, I loved it when you guys are playing them because I knew this was going to happen. So. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was always going to. I mean, it's not. It's not the, the the Daniel Levy and Jose Mourinho. It's just it's not the right marriage, is it? It just doesn't make sense, isn't it? You can't. It's like putting lipstick on a pig. It's never going to be pretty. What's happening, people? Welcome back to another episode of Red Divided. Myself, Tommy. You got Addy here. And you got myself, Ham, aka Pep Guardiola, <laughs> aka Imeric Laporte, <laughs> aka When's Tottenham gonna win the trophy? <laughs> aka the cabinet. I mean, you don't need to hire a maid or a cleaner in Tottenham. There's nothing to clean. <laughs> yeah. Are you, are, you, are you finished? You got any more? I got more as as the episode continues. <laughs> <laughs> all right, cool. Um, all right, people. Obviously, for the last two three weeks, it's been all about Tottenham, and we've been wanting to get a Spurs fans on. And I'm delighted to introduce one of my good friends, Chris. We've been I've known him for a long while now, and I know he's a long life Tottenham fans. I know you, your dad got you into football, right? Yeah, so, that's um, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's quite Horrible funny. Dad. <laughs> Horrible dad. <laughs> it's quite funny because his brother actually supports Man United. So um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. He, he took took one look at us and was like, "I'm not. I'm not going." <laughs> I don't blame him one for it. <laughs> so yeah. So Chris, good to have you on, mate. Good to have you on. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. It's good to be. Here. No, welcome cool. on board, man. Welcome on board. First Could of all, we picked a better night to come. To be fair. <laughs> No, no, no. We specifically planned this. We specifically <laughs> planned this. If you had won, you would have loved to be on there, wouldn't you? Yeah, that's true, actually. That's exactly. True, yeah. Even that's though that true. if is a very, very massive if. We all knew you weren't going to win anyway, so that's why we yeah. perfectly put you on. Yeah, 100%. I, I, I knew this was coming, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> all right, cool. Let's just get straight to it, to be honest. So what are your thoughts on today, the game itself? What do you think about the whole game? I mean, do you know what? Like, in the grand scheme of things, losing 1-0 is probably up there in terms of what, what probably some of the best result we could have hoped for, really. Like, it, I was thinking that at the start of the game, 10 minutes in, I was thinking this is going to be a 4-5-0. I mean, we didn't even get the ball into their half, for, I don't think, for the first 20 minutes. It was 80 minutes and 30 seconds, I was counting. Was it? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. So I mean, do you know what? Like they they did relatively well to hang on as long as they did. But you know, like it, it, it's nothing to nothing to be to be proud about, really, or to be to be looking back on in 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 any sort of real pride or anything <laughs> like that. You know, it was just a bit of a shambles, really. But... No, I'm it's a shame mind. because it would have happened to almost anyone. In all honesty. Yeah, yeah. So, but the thing I mean, is, because it's Spurs, they're gonna keep at you and making the, the <laughs> jokes. But it would have happened to almost anyone. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, you got you got to understand them. You really like when you're coming up against City now. I mean, we 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 actually comfortably beat City back in November, but so much has changed since then. Like they they've just gone on a massive run. Like they're playing some of the best football they've played in years. I actually thought a few months back that City was finished. Like, you know, when the, the, the team they had, like, you got, like, Silva leaving, Aguero wasn't playing well, completely turned it around now. They're just an absolute machine, you know. And we, on the other hand, have just, you know, gone the other end of the scale, really. Just nothing. Absolutely you guys still nothing. using AOL internet, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Need to get with the new ages, mate. <laughs> still using dial-up right down there in North London. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, what you know, is he? Go on, go on. No, 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 go on, go on, Ham, because I know you, 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 you're going to love this episode, so go on. <laughs> <Yeah>. No, um, <laughs> so like you said, you said that 1-0 probably flatters you and whatnot, obviously, in terms of their performance. But I think, as we all know, 
being football fans, performance goes out the window for a final. You could care less whether you play well or not. You just because as I'm watching the game, I'm thinking the more and more the game goes on and the more and more City don't score, the more and more I kind of could see Tottenham just needing one because Harry Kane only needs one chance and it's one nil and you could win it one nil. Yeah. Was that? Did you at any point think we could nick this or was you just doomed to failure from the beginning? I, do you know what? I, I, I thought rather than us having good chances to score, what I was seeing was basically City just could not score for a long part. So like, it seemed like they had clear-cut chances and then guys who were coming in with like, and what would normally be an easy shot just going wide. I don't know. If, I think it was Gundogan smacked one. Like, there was, it looked like it should have been in easy and he just hit it wide. And then I was, at that point, you do start to think, well, you know, like this... this potentially could happen but yeah. at the same time right I'm just you know I, like Tommy said I've been a Tottenham supporter my whole life right? I, I know how this goes like I'm not I, I'm, a, I'm a cynical person right not, I, I, I'll take a win if we get it but I'm the whole time I'm expecting a killer punch to come really and sure enough in the end it got there cool. no, go on boys Right, let's take it away from the final because I just said like um, it wasn't a great watch from a like Spurs perspective. Oh, it was a great watch, mate. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are you talking about? It's a footballing masterclass, mate. I, I said from a Spurs fan's perspective. Oh, okay, okay. Right, cool. Um, let's just start from the beginning of the week because obviously last week when we had this episode, we was all like thinking, oh, let's see what Mourinho is going to do in the final because pretty much that's the only thing we had left to do, right? Um so, what was your thoughts as soon as um, you heard the Mourinho news? I mean, it, it came at a time where, obviously, this was after all the Super League stuff as well. So, it was Mourinho getting sacked was almost kind of buried in the middle of all that. So, it didn't... It felt like at the time, like, the, the world had just gone mad, really. Like, in, in a very short <laughs> yeah. space of time, you know. like. Yeah. But, yeah, it's... It, I was surprised they the timing of it. To be fair, like you'd think they brought Mourinho in. I mean, if if you think about it, right, you're going up in a cup final against Pep Guardiola. Whatever you think about Mourinho, he probably is that guy that you would maybe take a yeah. bet on to get you over the line in the cup final, wouldn't it? And um, sacking him several days beforehand just kind of doesn't make any sense because I guess you know that's what they brought him in for, and then to just get rid of him at the last minute. But then, you know, Tommy, I sent you that clip the other day. Do you remember yeah. Johnny Redknapp? And sounds like it could have been league position if they sacked him when he was seventh, that they only had to pay him like three million pounds. Mm. Whereas if he was in the top six, it went up to like five or six and above that, even more. And the cup final, potentially, if he won the cup final, they'd have had to pay him £20 million. Pounds. So, it could have even been something as bad as that that they sacked him for. Like, I, I honestly... Yeah. Yeah, I, no, I, I sent that into the group. It's a crazy one. I sent that into the group. Yeah, 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 I heard that. that. Yeah, yeah, I heard that. Yeah, to be fair, when I heard yeah. it, it, it does make reasonable sense because, as you said, like, no matter what you think of Mourinho, like, going to the final, if you have to pick someone to, like, take a bunch of players into the final will be Mourinho, right? So I just couldn't understand for the life of me why he will get sacked right before the final. But you sending that in, just it does make sense, basically. And I was also thinking, knowing how selfish Mourinho is, I think Daniel Lee's also thought in his head thing, allowing to win this final, he's going to try and convince the people that he's done a good job, but he, he actually hasn't. But yeah, isn't that his good job, though? No, yeah, you can. Actually, you know what? That's well, he, this is he would have done because we've discussed this a few times, and that's what he was exactly. brought to do to, to win a, a trophy. So, and, and this is the point: Daniel Levy don't want it to make it to come across as if he's done a good job. That's what I'm thinking because no, one, if he does win a trophy, no one can't really argue against him saying that he hasn't done what he's been brought into Spurs to do. And then, if Spurs was to sack him after that. I don't think Danny Levy will be able to justify that. So I'm thinking that's the reason why he pulled the trigger before the final. Because I think we spoke about this, Ham, and you said this, this yourself, that despite Spurs being ahead of Arsenal for the last, what, four or five years, Arsenal's still got three trophies. Would you swap that, Chris, for the, for the trophies? 
Is do you know what I was I was thinking about this earlier? Like I looked, and is it is it four FA Cups in the since two thousand and fourteen? Yeah, mate, just four. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, it, <laughs> like it's it, it's it's a hard one, isn't it? Because on the one hand, obviously you want to get regular Champions League football, so I guess. Because of basically what for? Allows... What for? What for? Well, I, sp- I suppose just just because it like helps you bring in the, the players and that sort of thing and attract different people. Yeah. But on this, at the same time, like you said, it is it is a question, isn't it? Like what what would you prefer? I honestly don't know. Like to be honest with you, I think I I think at this point I would like the trophies, but you would also... want a day out in the Wembley. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you don't want to same... be. You don't want to get called Spursy. Like you know, they're gonna go to the final. They're not gonna win anything. You want a trophy? Come on, we give you yeah, one. Yeah. Give, we give, we'll, we'll keep three. We give you well, one. That's the thing, isn't it? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, you, you, you'd love to get one, definitely. Like that's that is what it's all about at the end of the day. And like, but but at the same time, like you know, you see it now with um, clubs like West Ham and stuff. Like I've had a lot of West Ham fans like over the years sort of kind of make fun of us because we get excited about finishing in the top four. You look at them now, and they are all sweating it out because they realise what it means, you know, because they're mm. they're nearly there themselves, you know. And it is a big deal, isn't it? Like, but like I said, I can't. If it was one or the other, I honestly don't know. Regular Champions League football, four FA Cups. That's it's it's such like two extremes. Like we would take one FA Cup. Four is is just unbelievable, <laughs> really. Like. <laughs> Actually, you know what? What? What are your thoughts on Mourinho's time at um, Spurs? Like, what? Actually, you know what? Let me ask you this: What are your thoughts on Mourinho before getting the Spurs job? And Mark, what are your thoughts on Mourinho in the job? Mate, like I was just watching Mourinho have these meltdowns, like the Chelsea one. But what what happened to him at the end of Man United was just you know like he he kind of lost his mind. Do you remember he was having all these like paranoid rants and stuff and talking about conspiracy theories and he lost the players and they're playing terrible football really and when when yeah. he was announced as a Tottenham manager I was honestly gutted like absolutely gutted <laughs> like shit I was so when, when they announced him as United manager I was like my life is over and it's nothing against him as a manager because he's a, he's a top manager as much as people make fun of the fact that he always talks about of like me coming second is a great achievement. It was a great, great achievement. If you look at his points tally that season, it's mental, right? Yeah. Compare that to the seasons after that. People that have finished like, apart from where Liverpool finished like ridiculously high, everyone else points total has been horrific. So he did do a good job, but he just brings an aura with him after a few seasons that just tries to shut down everyone. Just, yeah. yeah, and he. He seems to like leave a lot of mess behind him that needs like it's almost like the players need therapy after he's been there, like <laughs> to, to get over him, you know. Like and he's and then and to be to be fair, like I think from day one when he came in at Spurs, I was just waiting for the, for the, for it to happen, you know. Like and you see you see the football and the way he plays, but you can sort of excuse that if you're doing well, you know, and if you're if you're winning games and all that. And really over the period of time. They weren't, you know, like the results weren't there. The football was bad. And then recently you've started to see the same old patterns where he's calling players out and like whatever your approach, you know, like some people think, well, players should be able to take that. But you, it just doesn't work like that anymore, does it? You know, you can't be singling out a lot of these yeah. guys. Like, I loved it when you guys are playing them because I knew this was going to happen. So. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was always going to. I mean, it's not, it's not. The, the the Daniel Levy and Jose Mourinho is just it's not the right marriage, is it? It just doesn't make sense, isn't it? You can't it's like putting lipstick on a pig. It's never going to be pretty. Yeah, exactly. So it's, 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 it's never this is always work, this is yeah. this is always going to happen. That style of football. I mean, you're a Tottenham fan, so you can say I know Tottenham. I've always obviously underneath High Redknapp, lovely brand of football, and obviously Potts, lovely brand of football. May not have brought you silverware, but it's a it's a good watch. The players are being developed. Everything seems to be going in the right direction. Couple finals, and yeah, you don't go over the line. But then the, the manager you want after that, for me personally, why well, I didn't fit the Mourinho thing because you could say, "Oh, he's here. He win. He gets trophies. He wins trophies." But I'd rather get a manager in that is still going to keep that ethos, that philosophy, 
and keep it moving forward. And if we can grab something along the way, then we grab something. But I'm not going to bring someone in because all you've done now is take two steps forward, but take one step forward, two steps back with hiring Mourinho. Because yeah. like you said, all the yeah. messes left behind and you didn't win a trophy with him anyway. So what the fuck? It's, it's, do you know what? I, I just see it all as like, it's just wasted time. It's just literally wasted time. Like, it, you know, if you think about where they were when he came in, effectively, they've just just wasted 18 months, done nothing, moved forward nor backwards, just stayed in the, in the same place. Let, a lot of players have now, really, if you look at Spurs squad, that's a squad definitely in decline. Like, they're, they're, they're not the players they were five years ago. Some of them really aren't as good anymore. Some of them needed to be moved on. They needed to bring people in. And they're just, it's just the whole thing's just been a waste of time. They've sort of been sleepwalking since the Champions League final, really. And, you know, they, they, whatever they're going to do now is what they should have done 18 months ago. But I I think partly the reason I think Levy brought Mourinho in is because he was maybe in his own mind, he thought, well, Poch got these players to the Champions League final, but that's because they're good players. And if Poch is now losing games with these same players that were in the Champions League final a few months ago, then it must be him that's the problem. So we'll get in, you know, Mourinho all like toughen them up and make him. And it's just, you know, it's just been a disaster, really, to be fair. It's just a total waste of time. It's going to get a lot worse, right? Because realistically, yes, all be realistic, Kane's out this summer. Harry's gone. The shackles are off, (laughs) mate. Shackles are off. Even if you'd won the cup today, it was never about. Because what you qualify for Europa League two, not even Europa League, it's Europa League conference. He, he's not, he's not playing in that. <laughs> but realistically, Harry's gone. Son might decide to stay because he's very soppy and likes to cry all the time. So he might decide to stay. But yeah, I can't see Harry staying. So we we will thank you for for developing him. And <laughs> Done a great job. Done a great job, Tottenham. Moulding him. Great job. Great job. Listen, so, Ryan Mason, what's your thoughts on him? I mean, that's, that, that's another thing, isn't it? Like, what, when, when I saw the name, I was like, are you, are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Like, like, really? You know, the, the, the thing is, look, I mean, when you say, like, why, why would you sack Mourinho several days beforehand? Why would you then... Give it to Ryan Mason, like no offense to him, like obviously he's been there a long time and stuff. But yeah. has he, the only reason it makes sense is if Ryan Mason has been doing things around the training ground that nobody's ever seen before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like and people are blown away by him. But if not, I don't. It's just incompetence, really. To be honest with you, like <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. But. I think that I saw um, a Sky Sports news basically saying that um, a lot of play- players actually respect them. Um, Ryan, like in terms of like he's got a lot of players do. on side. But that means nothing. Like, respect me. Yeah, nothing. obviously, yeah. Look, obviously, it means nothing. But that is I mean, the logic behind it. Basically. I guess you know, like we were saying, maybe the only bit of logic is that possibly Mourinho is falling out so badly with everybody that they literally need a friend. Now. <laughs> yeah, that's the... so because that's what my view on Oli was mm-hmm. was that Oli whoever they brought in couldn't have done much worse because Mourinho, the whole area or the whole environment was toxic. So Ole brought that like feel-good factor in. So that might have been it for Mason. Otherwise, unless he has connections to organised crime and was... We're <laughs> <laughs> we talking about football line of duty here. What are we doing? What are that's, we doing? The only, that's the only other way I can see, see him getting into it. He's like, yeah, I'm going to kill everyone. But other than that, it was, it was hilarious. Because you, yeah. you keep Mourinho to the, to the final. Because when I heard it, the only thing I could imagine was Mourinho walking into the office and saying, Kane's injured. I told you I wanted a better stri- another striker. You didn't get it for me. And then there was a lot of effing, effing, effing. And he was like, yeah, don't come back. So that's what I could imagine <laughs> happening because it was just so odd. He turned, so- he turned up ready to train that morning, though. You know that, right? Yeah. Mourinho yeah. had no idea that he was getting sacked. Mm. Such a shame. Mm, he should have phoned me. He should have phoned me. I would have told him. I knew he was. I knew he was. I, I knew he was getting the boot. He should have phoned me. Yeah. Now I think. I think everyone would have at least thought it would have got to like the end of season minimum. Nah, I, th- I thought the end of season was a stretch, but at least I thought. Oh, the, you reckon? The cup final. Yeah. To yeah. Be, yeah I thought, I'm with you. I did. Going well. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought. I thought the season because, cup final. Yeah. I thought. To be honest, I thought the season because the season practically finished. Um, 
they still have some sort like an outside chance to make top four. So let him do that, and if he doesn't, just get rid of him at the end of the yeah, season. Already don't trust anything. him. I think. Yeah, and as you yeah. said, I think what you're saying is probably like what you guys are saying is probably right. It's just that, like the advice, just the um, the change room probably had a toxic atmosphere, and they're thinking, you know what, he's just basically got to go now. And I think that um, where Spurs finish on the table when he's no, wherever position Spurs is on the table is actually a good shout. In terms of like how much he gets paid up, because you know Mourinho's fake. Mourinho's rich from getting sacked. I don't know anyone else in this world that's got as much money as Mourinho getting sacked. Oh, it's yeah. insane. So, rich. And I'm guessing knowing Daniel Levy too, how tight he is, <laughs> he's probably thinking, I can't afford to pay this guy. <laughs> Not in this fan. Yeah. <laughs> Especially if the Super League doesn't go, you've got to get rid of him right now. Look, it'll be interesting to see what he does next. But um, that's Mourinho's top is, is another should, day. Go they on should now. have sacked him after either when you got when you got embarrassingly knocked out of the Europa League. Don't think I forgot, Chris. I ain't forgot about that. That's... All right. Embarrassingly <laughs> knocked out of that tournament by Dynamo Zagreb after what? Winning the first leg 2 3 0 and then losing that. And if you're not going to sack him after that, then that outrageous comment of same manager, different players. Then he had to get sacked after that because the players will be coming to training. Everyone's got Sky Sports News on, right, or whatever. They've seen that. I said, "What's what's this guy? What's this guy on about?" And Delhi's really probably went off. to ha- Delhi's probably gone to them. See, that's why I don't fuck with this guy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, I mean, to be honest, with you, that's a, you make a good point. Like after the Europa League one that night, I did think he could get sacked after that because that was such a like he got outmanaged by a guy who was in prison. <laughs> but the guy was in prison, bro. He was probably sending team talks via, um, you know, line of duty when they're sending team talks on laptops with no face. Morse yeah, code. Morse code. <laughs> Come on, but, man. Yeah, like you said as well, it was the, you know we were, we were up in the first leg, and then to just do that is embarrassing, really. And um, and do you know what? As well, I think I feel like you know, like you were saying, like about Mourinho, like players seeing the quotes from him and stuff, and I feel like his whole. The, the way he sets the team out is kind of insulting to some players as well because he's almost saying, like, I don't trust you to go toe-to-toe with these guys. Like, no matter who you're playing, he sort of sits you back and as though, you know, you've got to be scared of every team. That's, that's I think a lot of players, like, especially if you come up on the Pochettino and it's all about, like, expressing yourself and playing football properly, this guy comes in and all of a sudden he's saying, well, I don't rate you guys like that. I want you to sit back the whole game. And then a lot, a lot of the players are just—they're not going to like that at all. Like, well, let's yeah. be fair. If we're—I mean, I—I I dislike Mourinho. I cuss Mourinho a lot, but let me give him credit here. When I watched that documentary, he told Serge Aurier, "You scare me every fucking time." <laughs> what did Serge Aurier do today when he fouled Raheem Sterling for no reason? And that's Bro, what led to the oh, goal. This—you know what? Yeah, it's great. I'm glad you brought it up here because I was going to bring up. Obviously, yeah, like large shop. Um, Large portion of what's gone wrong is Mourinho. I, I'm going to admit that. But for you, Chris, yeah, would you say it's all Mourinho? Like, do you think the players or Daniel Levy has got anything to do with where Spurs is right now? Yeah, I think I think Daniel Levy definitely has got a case to answer there because I mean, basically, even when Poch was there, he was crying out for, for players year without signing anyone in the the summer or the winter and we weren't on a transfer ban or anything you know, the, the following season Potts still got amazing results developing the squad because all you're doing is you're just pushing the problem further on Potts is gone Mourinho's come in and Mourinho is almost faced with a situation where he's got to do a bit of a squad rebuild and it's just it's, it, you know the investment's been a big problem really and that's that's still a problem for them they, they need they need players in they've got to get players out and I still can't see them being able to solve that in the next window. I'm with Eddie on this one. It's just downwards for you guys now. Right? Downward spiral, mate. Yeah. H is gone. Ryan Mason, give him a four-year contract. <laughs> give him four years. Yeah. Just let him stay there. Yeah. The way the Premier League now. Give, give the armband to Jefferson Tanganga and let's keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, it might be tough because the way the Premier League is now is that if you have a slight blip, you might end up like eighth, ninth, tenth. Like that team in North London, um, team that wears red, yeah, just, just absolutely, yeah. It, it it can take a while to get back to where you are, and same thing. We've we've taken a while 
Like you take a dip and it could literally be three, four years before you get back there. Mm. But the problem is there are there are new boys coming into the picture all the time. Because like Leicester, they won the league once and now they're a permanent fixture in trying to disrupt that like big six um, yeah. ticket, like the big six. But if someone else breaks into that in the three, four years you're in the wilderness, that's another issue. Yeah. So yeah, it's hard and like... David Moyes probably went with West Ham a solid top six, top seven, eight side. So they'll be within the They have the facilities. They, they might, like West Ham have the ability. They have the infrastructure to stay up there, and that's where you worry, right? Where teams that have the infrastructure start finishing in those positions, you're like, actually, they might replace us. But mm. it's just wait and see. Because like Arsenal are building like ninth this season. Listen, you whether, yeah, you, whether, you, you whether they replace still. you can't stand still. You really can't. It doesn't matter whether they replace you or not, Chris. You didn't win anything when you was up there anyway. So you might win something when you're down there. You never know. You know, you might be like Wigan, win and then disappear and <laughs> <laughs> go to the championship. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's oh, a good sorry, shout. Tough yeah. times ahead. I was going to say, look, obviously, I think the frustrating about Spurs is like the good run that they've had all this year was it four or five years however long it is it's like you've got nothing out of it you haven't won anything from it obviously you've got some money entering the Champions League um, but yeah no trophy to show for it so um, as much as people want to bring Marino this run you have to think about what's happened prior to Marino too and I think prior to Marino would be more Daniel Levy because every time he got close he's never invested but for now we don't know how long it's going to take. And who's going to, who, actually, who would you want next, actually, before you get, before you get off? What manager would you want next? I, honestly, I, I don't know. I, know. I know a lot of people are talking about, like, you know, like, this, what's it? Mangles, man? Is, is that yeah, he's, 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 he's more than likely going to go buy Munich, mate. Yeah. Forget about it. Forget about it. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you, know, you, you know, I saw some people saying that potentially that was another reason they thought maybe they sacked Mourinho on the Monday was because they'd seen this stuff coming out over the weekend about, and they'd already wanted to get him. And they thought if they got Mourinho out, they could start talking to him. That sounds a bit far-fetched to me. But to be honest with you, I, I only know Nangle's man because he's a name. I don't really know mm-hmm. a lot about him as a as a proper coach. I've not really watched any of his. I don't. I don't know. I suppose you, you'd have to maybe look at someone in the Premier League who, who's done, who's sort of overachieved in the past, and maybe maybe go and give someone like Eddie Howe the chance or that. Because honestly, I don't know. I can't think of anyone Sam. really. Like that's, a, that's exactly who I was going to say, Eddie Howe. <laughs> He didn't get his chance of England properly, so it, it might be a shot. What about, um, I mean, I don't think you will, but it would be worth a shot because he's just brought them back up. Daniel Farker. I mean, Norwich played great football. Good yeah, though, yeah. You, or even, um, even a guy at Brighton, you never yeah. know. Like, he, he seems to, yeah. yeah, like anyone who's, some of these guys at some point, you've got to think, like they're, they're doing, they're working wonders really on a shoestring, you know, so... Maybe, yeah. I mean, it, if you if you had to sack him, it wouldn't cost as much as sacking a Mourinho or someone like that, yeah. you know. So, yeah. you yeah. just need anyone. Listen, the, the yeah, guy that yeah. runs the, the the guy that runs the pub down my road would probably do a job for Tottenham. <laughs> All he's got to do is win a trophy, and he's a legend. He's a legend forever. He's got to go win a trophy. <laughs> did you see? Did you see that before the game today? They compared them. Um, they did the thing where they brought up Pep's stats versus yeah, yeah, yeah. stats. <laughs> they just mugged him off big time. Got Pep Guardiola, 600-plus games, 500-plus wins. Ryan Mason, two games, one win. <laughs> well, it just didn't make sense. The whole Ryan Mason thing just didn't. He shouldn't have even put anyone. He said, players, just go and do what you want to do. All of you should just go play out. Go out and play as if you're playing in the park. Mate, this week, has, this week has been the most Spurs week. Ever. If, it's, if there's a week to sum up what I think of Tottenham, yeah, I don't even need to say anything. Just look at how this week's transpired. About to go nice. into a cup, about to go into a cup final. The guy they hired to win the cup final, they sack him <laughs> three, four days before the cup final. And who do they make their manager? The guy that got his career career cut short from a head injury, who's never managed an under fives team, is now managing the team. <laughs> Yeah, and then and then what and then what happens? They lose the final one nil. Son's crying. Hates has probably called his agent tonight and said, "Listen, after the Euros, when I captain England, I want out." 
Okay, I don't even want to speak to Daniel Levy. I want out. <laughs> well, that's. I mean, that's that's the only that's the only thing I think that will be um, interesting now is um, basically who's who's going to come in with the money for Kane, isn't it? That's that's the next yeah. thing. Like yeah. that's what be the next. You know, yeah, yeah, you're right. Because some, someone's got to put their hand in their pocket, really, and actually come up with the money. I think he's got another three years on his contract. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think he's he's worth the money. I was going to say, oh, yeah. how much would you value him? You're a lifelong Tottenham fan. You probably watched him live. How, how, you, how much would you say right now? 27, going to turn 28 in the summer. What do you say? It depends. It depends. If he's going to like a team that's on the verge of doing big things and he's the final piece in the puzzle, then, you know, he's, he's, I could, if, if players are going for like 100 million, 150 million, I could say you put him in that, that ballpark, really. Like, um, but again, it just. Depends on who's who, how much money the person's got. I mean, I think if he went to Man United, you know, he'd, he'd really change change him into a, a next level team, really. Because with Kane, if you watch him, right, it's not just that he scores goals; he works hard for the team. He tackles, he passes, he he he's, he reads the game brilliantly, and he's a hard working guy. You know, like he's a leader of men, really. Like he's he is he is all all that really. Um, I think a lot of people know him just for his goals, but he, he contribute a lot, even. He he passes well enough, and he's got that kind of game knowledge that he can play in City's team. You know, he, he yeah, he easily could go anywhere. He could go anywhere. He could go anywhere easily. He could go anywhere. So, yeah, but I do. I do that hundred and fifty mark. Hundred percent. You're spot on with that. I can't. I can't see Daniel Levy selling him for less than that. I can't. No, it'll be, yeah, I mean, it would make sense. He, for anything less. I think the thing is with Levy as well. Like he's one of these guys. Like he is happy to sell him. Like he'd sell him in a heartbeat for the right price. He doesn't care. It's all about the money for him, to be honest with you. Like so, if if somebody just comes up with the cash, he'll he'll definitely go. But you just don't know at the minute. Like you were saying earlier, Eddie, in in this pandemic time, like who's actually going to put their hand in their pocket and pay the money? Yeah. But I think I, I think out of um, not, I don't know if loyalty is the right word, but I hope you boys get my drift. But in terms of like some type of affinity to Harry because everything he's done for you come through the ranks and whatnot. I think if a team comes up with like a hundred or one ten and Harry says, you know what, I really I really want to go, I think you guys should accept that. I'm not just saying that because you're gonna lose your best player and you're gonna probably get relegated next season. I'm not just saying that. I'm being deadly honest that if someone comes up with a fee of more than a hundred hundred million and Harry says I really want to go, I think Tottenham should do the right thing by him and let him go and take the money. Yeah, I, I I I agree with that. To be fair, and I don't think there's many Spurs fans who, would, who I think at this point you have to look at him and think he's he's getting to that stage in his life where he needs to he needs some trophies, then he deserves it. He's he's yeah. at that level. There's there's worse players than him who already got more to show. You know, like he he must sometimes look at what Carl Walker's done since he's left and just yeah, you know. I'm sure Carl Walker probably sells him, sends him selfies every day when he's at home. <laughs> Harry, Harry, look at my, look at my daughter. That's the, that's the League Cup. Oh, wait, wait, wait. That's the Premier League. Wait, come in, come in, Isabel. Come in, come in. That's the FA Cup, H. It's the FA Cup. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, nah, um, well, Chris, well, thanks a lot for joining us today. It's been a long time coming. Right, enjoyed it. Yeah, I actually enjoyed it. I can tell Ham enjoyed it. <laughs> I wish we could keep you on for the whole episode, mate. Loving it. I'm only, I'm only just getting started, mate. <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it, guys. Like, any time. Yeah, we always seem to end yeah. up on Spurs for some reason. So, yeah. <laughs> we'll bring you back after we won the Europa League. Bring you back. Show you what, sil- show you what silverware looks like. <laughs> well, I kid. I mean, I'll, next time we're in a cup final, I'll come back. So I'll see you in about 10 years or whatever. <laughs> I'd say add another 10 on that, mate, if we're being honest. Yeah. Add another 10 on that. <laughs> all right, it's great to see you guys. No worries, man. No cheers, worries, mate. man. All, right, all the that, best. Yeah, Take yeah. care, man. Take care. All right, cheers, you. guys. Nice one. Take care. No, it was great. It was nice having him. <laughs> it was quite funny, actually. Poor Spurs fans. Don't worry, guys. You'll be back. He'll <laughs> be back. Look how I'm smiling. <laughs> no, it's gonna. Be it's a just wild what. Way. Listen, you see that interview that Cialini gave after the Champions League. It's just perfect because that you see that disrespect that we give them. We're op- opposing fans, isn't it? 
But to see what other fellow professionals, players, think of Tottenham as well. I mean, Chile, let me spread its words. We know the history. It's Tottenham. It's Spurs. We know the history of the club. That's why they knew that they were going to beat them. That's why even though Tottenham were winning the tie, the Juventus players probably looked at each other and said, don't worry, it's Tottenham. It's casual. It's casual. Yeah. And uh, they, have, they have to win a trophy sooner or later to, to, yeah. to get rid of that disrespect, that disdain. Because as, 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 pe- as much as people want to rib us, rib Arsenal... Underneath Wenger, we were still winning. And then we had that when we obviously moved stadiums, whatever. And then after that, we were winning again. So, as, and we've been to our been to Europa League final, lost it. We'll see what happens Thursday, second leg, first and second leg, see if we go to another one. But we're still, like I was, and that's the question I asked Chris. We're still, as supporters, we're still winning what we're supposed to be, at the end of the year, like we always say on this, trophies, we're fans. And the players want that as well as fans. And as a Tottenham fan, that's why I just don't think it's good enough to say, We've played good football. We've bit so give a fuck about that, man. Get some trophies on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Now let's let's move on swiftly. Obviously, we start with United because we play today. Um, what are your thoughts on the game, Ida? Actually, did you watch it? Um, yeah, I watched bits and pieces of it. Um, I don't know, bro. To be honest, I'm not gonna lie. You know when you're just in a good position, and I don't really care no more. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care no more. Um, yeah. I think I would have been um, gutted if we lost. But why the picture draw? I'll take a draw. Um, thought we played okay, um, and obviously we've got an eye on the semi-final. So yeah, all in all, yeah. yeah. Um, it, correct me if I'm wrong. Pogba is suspended for the in the semi. I didn't think he was, but I've heard someone say it. I've no, no, no. I believe he is. I believe he is. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I was a bit confused to why you start. So I heard it. It was something to do with he didn't feel Pogba fit in against Leeds. against Leeds because you know yeah. Leeds are very high pressure and all of mm. that stuff. That yeah. and Pogba's Pogba's probably fasting as well. It's just not eating enough. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. True. And, and yeah Pogba that's sometimes true. just doesn't chase up like that so it's just it it sort of makes sense when i heard it i was like you know fair play it, it sort of makes sense and you know like, what to be honest yeah it does make sense because bruno actually played well today in a long time i didn't see him play as well as he did today in, um, in other games um i don't know whether it's like the, it's the pogba effect when him and pogba plays together but yeah actually played well today um i saw a yeah. stat about bruno 15 games now without a goal from open play I know we spoke about his performances, but are you guys getting a bit more worried now? Is it just like it's calm? He hasn't scored in fifteen, but it's okay. I'm not. I can't lie to you. I'm not concerned. In terms of the goals, I'm not too like. I'm not too concerned. The team's playing well. As long yeah, as the I can let him, I'll let him slide as long as the team is playing well. Yeah, that is the team's playing well. He's today. I was really impressed by him. Um, but I know as soon as, soon as his goals dries up, this is this is gonna calm anyway. I'm not too concerned. And like I said, look, we're players. I'm not here trying to vouch for players because you know, you know how it is with um, all these players anyway. One minute they play well, the next minute they, they, they turn, turn out to be something else. But with him, I'm not really concerned to be honest with you. I'm, honestly, at the moment, well, at the moment, I'm not really concerned because the team is still playing well. And I think with him, he's just doing what is right for the team. He's playing within the team, basically. And when Pogba comes, when he plays with Pogba, you understand that at times when Pogba operates, he's just got to take the step back. And I think the only thing wrong with his play that I'm not, I don't really like, obviously he loses the ball a lot, but I would like him to just stop looking for those quick, like long balls sometimes. Just calm down and try and play within the team, like try and play in the midfield. I think he always tries to bypass that a lot and always looking, as soon as he gets the ball deep, he's always looking up for Mason or Rashford. When he works, yeah, it's great. But when it doesn't, it's just like just calm it, calm it down. But yeah. apart from that, I'm I'm not concerned with. Do you see Bruno. that chance with um, Daniel James and Fernandez when they were the sort of both through? Yeah, you, I remember. I keep saying that Daniel James. One of the issues is that he doesn't have the confidence of a top player, mm. right? Another player, you grab that ball and you go and score. Mm. Probably, oh, Uncle Fernandez. Oh, sorry, sorry, take the ball. Because <laughs> <laughs> I like Daniel James, but he definitely he's a squad player. He doesn't have that like men. Big player, which yeah. which is a shame because he could he could definitely improve and, and like do a job, but it is what it is. But yeah, I'm not really concerned about Fernandez at the moment because everyone else like the team are playing well in general. 
So as long as he's still a part of that, um, the stats, we've always known the stats were padded anyway. So, so yeah. And I think it was a good game, to be honest with you. I watched the game. United played well. Um, we, like, they didn't really have that much chances, but they just didn't take our chances. So, um, but yeah, look. Um, yeah, it was a good performance. I wasn't disappointed with it, to be honest. We just move on. I think the important games now is the Europa League. So, um, hopefully, we they come out and perform against... Um, was it Roma? Yeah, against Roma. So, we'll see how that goes. Yeah, they lost today as well, so... They might arrest the winner players for it, boy. <laughs> that's, not, that's not looking good for them. Yeah, so... What are you saying about your boys... Yeah, we're just waiting for Thursday, innit, man? <laughs> <laughs> like I mess like I messaged the group, innit? I saw Bukayo Saka um today, innit? In West, innit? So yeah. I told him, I told him you must be tired from carrying us all season, mate. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, we need I said we need like we just need like a couple more big performances from you, man. And he said oh, and he just said, Listen, I'm gonna try in it. So but yeah, great guy, man. I was I was gassed to see him, I'm not gonna lie, man. I was gassed to see him. He's such a you know what I think about him as well as a player, innit? So I was gassed mm. to see him. But um yeah, I, I, I've already said. I think I said a couple season, a couple of weeks back. Our season depends on Thursday nights now, isn't it? So the league performances. I'm watching them, and you know, obviously, what was the Fulham draw? Disappointing. Losing to Lee, losing to Everton. Sorry, disappointing. They didn't. We didn't deserve to lose. But if you don't score and they scored, then can you really say you didn't deserve it? So own goal. Don't know what Bird Leno was doing. Everton did nothing in the game. Um. Yeah, like our season's Thursday nights now, isn't it? So, Villarreal, home and away is where our season will be um, decided. Oh. So, we just move, we just move, isn't it? We literally yeah. just move. <laughs> to be honest, I don't want to talk about it because I'm bored of it, of Arsenal, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to be repeating ourselves when it comes to like the Premier League performances. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, there's nothing to say. I mean, neither, yeah. us, neither, ne- neither of our two clients are doing fuck all in the league. Yeah, we're not doing fuck all. <laughs> you ain't winning the league. Neither of us are doing fuck all. So, our seasons really truly is Thursdays, and we might we might bump into each other in the final. Yeah. So then, our season will be defined by that. Because if, let's say you like let's say you lot don't win the Europa League, success for you guys is what finishing second and getting Champions League again. So some interesting Thursdays ahead, bro. Yeah, I mean just move just moving on anyway. Um, big week for football. Um, obviously, we touched on it briefly, but right before we jumped off last week Sunday. And obviously, a lot has happened since then. Um, what are your thoughts on it in general? Obviously, I'm talking about the Super League situation. Um, it's obviously blown up. It didn't last long, to be honest with you. They didn't really put up a fight. <laughs> After a while, everyone just um, decided they wanted out. Um, well, yeah, well, yeah, what are you guys thought on it, Go on, I'll let you go first. I'm not gonna lie, I didn't watch. Like, I just avoided news pretty much for the whole week because to me, everything was just so dramatic. I, I, I was bored. I was honestly bored about it. I, yeah. So oh. I think we mentioned it before, and I wasn't really for it. Yeah. But I won't lie. The reason I wasn't for it initially, and this was like a couple of months ago was because I thought it might mean that we withdraw from the domestic leagues. Yeah. But then when I heard it was just a midweek thing, I was just like, I beg, just play what you're going to play. If you're playing midweek, play midweek. Because what's, what's the alternative? This shitty Champions League that they've just brought in. Mm. So, yeah, but everyone decided it was the end of the world and they decided to get their grandmas to protest. And, yeah. And they withdrew it, but I can't say I followed it much because I was just bored. I was just, I just thought it was very dramatic. So yeah, but yeah, bro. I um, <laughs> this first and foremost, I could give a fuck about the Super League, yeah. But um, I think what hit the nail on the head for me was when we was wrapping up the episode last week. Mm-hmm. Tom made a point. Tom made a point, a, a valid point when he said we literally touched on that. Tom was, I said, he can have all this energy for the Super League, yeah. But where's this when it comes to racism? And literally for the whole week, all I thought about is that is that Tom's comment in it. So I couldn't care less about the Super League. I just I've I, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed for the people that had so much energy 
for the Super League that don't have this energy towards racism. My whole agenda had nothing to do with the Super League. Like I said, I couldn't care less that Arsenal went in it, couldn't care less whether they went ahead or not. It's just the outcry, the outpour, the, the, the language that I saw used. People were saying it's criminal, they're murdering, they're murdering English football. People should be embarrassed. Play, they were saying players should be fined, dock their wages, take away the trophies from these clubs. And I'm thinking, for what? Because for what? Because billionaires that own football clubs said they want more money and UEFA isn't giving up the money because UEFA is getting billions from the Champions League. So these clubs now said, OK, we're going to set up our own thing so we can get more money because it's me that's pumping money into these clubs anyway. So I, I didn't get it, man. I didn't, I didn't get the. I didn't get it. I didn't get it. And like I said, my whole agenda... And I'd say ours and anyone of colour. And obviously some of our white counterparts as well. We've got bigger things to worry about, like trying to get racism out of football, the online abuse that players players are playing their game, making a mistake, go onto their social media, getting racially abused. No one's doing nothing. But guess what? We're having a pathetic blackout next week. All Premier League clubs and I think all Football League clubs are not going on social media for the weekend. Pathetic. But then the Super League comes and you've got idiots like Jamie Carragher and Gary Neville saying certain players shouldn't play as well. Let's boycott this. Let's protest this. Let's do yeah. that. But where's the energy for racism? And we've been calling out for this. What, a 10-game ban for a player that racially abused Kamara? And no one said nothing about that. I didn't see no outcry for that. No one came out on BT Sports, on Channel on um, Sky Sports, and say, you know what? That was absolutely ridiculous that that player only got 10 games. He got 10 the games and everyone turned a blind eye to it. Super League comes in because it's going to affect people's pockets. Oh, my God. This is murderous. This is criminal. So I just wrap it up by saying, like I said, I couldn't care less about the Super League, whether, whether it happened or not. We've got bigger things to worry about, man. Yeah. Yeah, I, I echo what you guys are saying because, like, there's so much into it. Like, one, the point that they made in terms of... I just don't understand why people are jumping up and down all of a sudden all week because this has been up and coming for a long time. This just didn't happen overnight. So I just think the Premier League... And UEFA just underestimated how powerful this thing was going to be. And as soon as they realised that they were actually going to take those steps, they start crying out loud. Secondly, the Premier League are hypocrites because, one, you're a breaker league, breakaway league yourself. And two, you're all right getting all this billionaires yeah, to come and invest their money into the Premier League, make the Premier League what it is right now. And then you're telling them that they're not allowed to make more, no more money. It's like, it will make sense. <laughs> you know what I mean, so, like all you want them to do, just keep pumping money, throwing their money into the league and not trying to recoup their money back. You can't tell a businessman that, no, this, this is what you're limited to do. A businessman wants to make money. That's, um, they've got to understand that. But obviously that didn't happen. And lastly, the point I made last week, which is just ridiculous that, everyone's crying loud about this whole thing, but you don't get the same energy. Look, look at the response. Look how quick they were responding to things. Look how quick they responded to all of this. The Premier League and UEFA had a joint statement, bro. Bro. Yeah, but we, we work Less than 24 basis. hours. We work on the basis that people care, right? Because this is the reason why whenever... the That's what this week taught me, though, Ade. That's what this week taught me. They don't wow. care. But the reason I never, you know, I always say all the time when we talk about racism, I don't want to say too much. It don't matter. The people that do say stuff, the majority of them are saying it is because they now feel forced to say it. When mm. actually I appreciate them to their guns and say, no, I'm blatantly racist. So I know who you are. The rest of them are just doing it because now it's, it's frowned upon not to say something so now you're losing business but they don't actually care you can't you can't force somebody to be different right so all this need i haven't paid attention to any of this racism stuff bro because just because they're doing it does not mean they actually care right and it's now taking this to show the difference but it's always it's always been the fact always been there it's mm. always been the fact there's so many things that they could have done from get-go just because of this has happened, it, it, it doesn't change anything. Because when they want to do action, if they want to be active, they would have done it since. This, it, this Super League uproar didn't need to show us that. They, 
Mm. Everyone's forced. I, I'm happy for someone to be racist, right? And do it with chess. My business, everything people do with chess, I appreciate it because I know where I stand. Do that. Everyone that's kneeling, not everyone that's kneeling agrees with with racism being stopped. Of course, of course. They're just doing it. Oh, I'll be somebody will frown. And when Zaha decided to stop, they're like, "Is he's right?" But the guy's talking fat. Am I just gonna be kneeling every day? My 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 knees are tired. Yeah. Day, I'm just gonna be kneeling until the year 2030. And this yeah. this this goes into Zaha's point though. This goes with kneeling, but nothing's being done though. Right. So you know I'm not so... kneeling no more. And it goes into his point because you set up a super league and then look at the uproar for the whole week. So yeah. every bloody news broadcaster, every fucking pundit has a point and they want to say something. And actually, to make first word, action was taken. There is no super league for now, anyway. There isn't because like, everyone I knew, for a while. like everyone that was publicizing this and like like throwing fire to the wood all had all knew the money was going to be hurt especially Sky Sports I think Sky Sports are the biggest hypocrites on all of this bro they was like they was calling everyone and absolutely everybody to come and speak because they knew their pocket was going to get hurt they knew this and I'm t- I think that may- what makes it worse is when I heard the Prime Minister saying that he's going to do absolutely everything yep. with his power and bring in, bring bring the new legislation to to stop it. Oh, now so we can write new legislation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like raw. So because it's all right for black players to get abused every week, bro. So it just yeah, like as Ade say, like it just brings up the fact that they don't really care. Like honestly, they do not care. Sky Sports. I don't want to. I don't want watch Sky Sports anymore. Anyway, but I was so disappointed with this week because Jamie Carragher. Gary Neville, they're idiots, bro. I can't stand both of them. <laughs> what the what makes me laugh is that they felt that what they said, nothing bro. they said made a single difference. Trust me, they're both twats, bro. Gary Neville, Jamie Carragher, are they? They are insignificant, bro. Trust the me, the risks they had were the financial risks of being withdrawn from like leagues, penalty, able to play because that would beach contracts. Carragher and Neville ain't nothing. They're mosquitoes in this whole in the whole grand scheme of everything. Bro, but they felt it is. Yeah. But then anyway. Gary, but then Gary Neville don't have the same energy when your um when your work colleague is spitting on someone, <laughs> or when your your former your best one of your best friend is getting arrested for getting assaulted. What? Oh, not one woman, but two women. Bro, like, it's just, allegedly, like, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> it's just now I can't stand both of them, man. But look, it's just a show, isn't it? Um, and this is not what to say that I don't really care about the Super League, honestly. I don't, I don't give a damn. I don't give a damn. This bro, I, could, say. I could give two flying fucks, bro. Yeah, you know what made me laugh is the fact is if the Super League comes out, what is it doing to you as a fan? It's like, mm. don't watch the games. Well, what is left? And you know what? Another thing I don't want to hear, yeah. Bro, if I hear one fan, any of the top six fans complain about the team not buying a player this summer, bro, I do not <laughs> want to hear nothing. <laughs> bro, you're, you're, they're trying to make money. You're stopping them from making money. Because what these fans are, this, some of these fans are fickle sometimes, right? They just want the owners to keep throwing money in all the time and not make anything back. Uh-huh, uh-huh. I do not want to hear one fan this summer like, complain about the team not buying a player. Like the owner's got some endless pot of money. It's just going to keep chucking it. Just going to keep chucking them. it at this. Because th- remember, it's another. These business owners here, yeah, this is not the only flipping business they own. And it, whether you like it or not, football is a business. It's now. a business. So this is facts. part of their portfolio. It's just like you having stocks and shares and anything. You don't just own stocks in Starbucks. You own stocks in Starbucks, Uber, Coca Cola, Pepsi, so on and so on and so forth, innit? And you want all of them to do well. And they keep saying they're fans, not customers. You're a fucking customer, bro. You're a customer. <laughs> a you are customer. a. You are. When I when I go to the Emirates, I am a paying a customer. customer. I pay <laughs> for a match day experience, which costs me a hundred pound and above some days, bro. If I go to the Arsenal game. Come on, man. Bro, it's ridiculous, man. And then like everyone's thinking they've won. No one's won nothing, bro. Like, I was hearing John Bars this week. No one's won nothing because the fans are still going to be paying to go into the stadium. Like Sky Sports are not going to reduce what you're paying. You have think it's gonna be some. Yeah, dead. Yeah, like no, no one's won. Like don't, don't. The fans are. It's got this false pretend that they've won. Yeah, bro, forget that. You haven't won. They were celebrating, but that's the problem, right? Because I always say this, and funny. Obviously, I have some wild views sometimes, but like elections, I don't think they should allow us everyone to vote. 
right? <laughs> and my view is, you're asking man that didn't finish year five to come on the direction of a country. I was like the Brexit thing, Ade. That's Bro. like the Brexit when it comes to Brexit. When they Bro. were interviewing people in like them, out, I don't want to cuss no one that lives out, out outside of London, but those interviewing people in their rural areas here, yeah, the reasons they were given for why they want England to cut, I was thinking, yeah, you know what, you don't, you should have Bro. your right taken away from you. That's the you should have your voting you right taken away from you. Zero knowledge, zero yeah, doing no. all this stuff. It's not you can't give power to everyone. No. I just yeah, no, the fans are just like some of them are deluded to think they've won. Like, look, as Ade said, like morally, like I I prefer the current practice of like um people like clubs earning to get somewhere. I understand yeah. that. I'm not like fully understand that. I fully mm. understand that. But you also have to understand from the business perspective, bro. You can't expect this guy to come and keep throwing money and stuff, bro. Like, and I always I've used this like terminology um, theory all week like you can't expect Tesco and Sainsbury's to say no we don't want to open like the Tesco Express or whatever Sainsbury's is called um, because we want yeah yeah Sainsbury's local because we want to save the off license come on because oh no we don't want off license to go out of business so we're not going to open any Tesco Express or any oh like just people just got to understand that man but we'll see how it goes because now we've got a new um, Champions League format coming out. And why, why is it? It's because of money, right? Why are, yeah. we, ha- why are we having a World Cup in Qatar in, the, um, in, in December? The winter. In yeah. the winter. everybody's calendar. It's calendar. Why? It's because of money. So it's the less of two evils, bro. We're dealing with the less of two evils, bro. We're dealing with corruption. Like We're dealing with a system that's been corrupted for so many years. And if, oh, the fans are... Oh, I can't deal with them. No, let's just... and, everyone, and everyone looks after themselves. The Premier League looks after itself. UEFA yep. looks after itself. FIFA looks yep. after itself. Everybody looks after themselves when it comes to this. When you're asking players to play in these stupid pre-season tournaments as well, yeah? That, they, that the players are getting, what, six weeks off. They're not having to travel to bloody halfway across the world to go play these tournaments, which is going to which is gonna earn the club more money, yeah? And whatnot. And then also, by the way, during the season, when you just play the league game, or you just play the Europa League, or you just play the Europa League or Champions League game, you now have a game on Saturday midday because the Asian market watch you at this time. So that's why you have to play at that time. But forget the player's welfare because a player could have just played in Russia at, at 7.30 on Thursday and now has to play Saturday, Sunday, midday to, to satisfy a certain demographic that's going to pay the Premier League this amount of money to watch the game. It's ridiculous. Bro, it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And look what... And you, you hear what Pep said about... um. When Paul went to go and play San Marino, did they need to play that game? They didn't and need Lever- to play that game. Lewandowski got man. injured, and then what happened to Bayern now? Lewandowski got injured in his international game. What um, what's his name? Gnabry went in his international game, didn't get back because of COVID. So their top players were now out in one in one of their biggest game of of the year. It's silly, man. It's silly. UEFA and FIFA want to monopolize everything, want to make as much money as possible, but no one else will be able to make money. It's stupid, man. It's stupid. But hey, we move, man. We We move. move. What were you guys saying about the new format anyway? I don't give a fuck about that. My team's not in there anyway, man. I don't give a shit about that, bro. Yeah, I'm probably probably going to miss out a lot of the group stage. A lot of the group stage. They're saying it's one big league now, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I have yeah, no interest well, in that. Yeah, I've got no interest in that. It's basically changing to that, you know, that summer tournament that they play, the mm. Champions International Champions Cup or mm-hmm, whatever it mm-hmm. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll be playing in different parts of the country, but they're all in the same league. They're different parts of the world, but they're all in the same league and they didn't play each other. I've got no interest in that format. Like, I, I love the Champions League format. I, I really do. If yeah. you're going to spice it up, spice it up to be a bit more exciting. This, I don't know where the additional excitement's coming from. But yeah, I'll, I'll tune in for the knockout stages. And to make matters worse, from what I've seen here, yeah, with the new system going in place, if like um, West Ham was to finish fifth and Liverpool finish sixth or seventh, whatever it is, Liverpool will still get into the Champions League ahead of them, according to what I've heard. Rob. Is that even true? Which is silly. I don't know. All I know is not coming into effect what, till 2024, 2025 season, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so I think from what I saw, I'm not sure if that's true so i think if you finish qualifying one of the like champions league spots like you're fine but then i think people can still get in but 
I'm not too sure. Where I read the rules might not be real. <laughs> like, <laughs> but they might have adjusted it a bit. But we'll just wait. I'm just going to wait, to be honest, because everything... To be honest, I've kept away from a lot this week. I've just been yeah, tired. I'm just bro. like... Bro, football's going down the pan. Let's call it where it is, man. Bruh. Football's going down the pan. I've been saying it for a whole year now that I've fallen out of love with football bit by bit. And then when I see this and I see the VAR decisions and I see Barbuena getting sent off the other day for kicking a football, oh. let me know that the sport that I love, I no longer, I no longer love that's, it as much as I did before. That's why you guys need to watch women's football. Like today I sat down, while they showing Wolves and um, Burnley, I sat down and watched United against Spurs, women's. Like, it was old day, old, old school. No VAR. No nonsense. Oh, it's ridiculous. Now, man. You can't kick. You can't kick a football now because if you kick a football, and you're and when you kick the ball and someone stands in front of you and your leg by momentum because you have you're kicking the football, you're you're moving your leg forward and you hit someone, you can get sent off now, guys, because it's deemed as foul play. Because when they go to VAR and they slow it down a hundred times and they send him over there to look at it fifteen, <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, send him off. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous, man. I know look, at Pepe, look at Pepe's offside. Sorry, Tom, but Pepe's offside. It's ridiculous. The guy, the first line they showed you was onside. Then they sh- then they then they quickly <laughs> took it off and they showed they're getting his offside. Come on, bro. Yeah. Come and, on. And that can't work right because you are basing it off cameras that are moving. So unless you have a constant stream, like one long camera, the length of the pitch that you can look horizontally, it's not gonna work. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like it's a like we want it to work, but unless you're going to get straight cameras, it's not going to work. But they are like obviously it's our fault, right? We wanted things to be better or things to be more accurate than you brought in the technology, but then that has its own issues. But mm. who who wouldn't wish for the days when all this nonsense wasn't there? So it's unfortunate. Yeah, it's just it's one of those saying that be careful what you, what you wish for, really, because a lot of people wish what the VAR. So it's here now, really. So VAR, VAR, boys, like I keep telling people, VAR is the tool. It's the numpties. It's, it's the, the numpties. numpties. It's the human being aspect of VAR that's fucking it up. Because look at goal, te- goal line technology. That is also technology, same as VAR is technology. Yeah. But, VAR, but te- goal line technology is almost it's also a human that says, and it's accurate straight away. So it's technology. Yeah, but technology is not a bad thing. No, I'm saying, but Adi, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, yeah. technology isn't a bad thing. It's not. No, hundred percent. It's not a bad thing, but. I'm just saying that they haven't weighed up the pros and the cons right. So with the um, goal line technology, there's less subjectivity to it. Yeah, of course. So unless the technology just doesn't work, like that Sheffield United game against Villa, where it just doesn't work, mm. you're not there's there's less opportunity for the ref unless he just can't tell how to use the clock or the watch. <laughs> exactly. Right. <laughs> exactly. There's just so much human aspects of it that it's just a problem. Like. VR is painful. It's just painful. But <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, yeah. I'm going to start watching something else. So. Let's just um, let's move on, man. Um, is there anything else we're missing out this week? Was because we're going to be here all day if you talk about VAR. And um, actually, you know what? Look, what are we saying about the Europa League? You confident about it, Ham? Huh? Oh no, 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 I'm not confident about playing Villarreal. No, no, no. You guys got a few injuries, right? So that doesn't help. Yeah, we got a few injuries, and um, Villarreal they got they got some good players, man. Gerard Marana, the centre forward, is good. Paco's a goal scorer. They got that Nigerian boy; he's just excited. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Chuk yeah, yeah. Chukwezi. Um, obviously, I'm a massive fan of Danny Parejo, the centre midfielder, Spanish um, vet. So yeah, it's gonna be a tough game, man. So yeah, I I honestly think because the injuries we've got and like the bits of quality that they've got, it's a it's literally straight down the middle, fifty fifty. Whereas I think mm. you guys against Roma, I make United favourites there. I think if you guys handle business, just straight through, shouldn't be a problem. Mm. No, I don't think it's. Uh, I have what you're saying with the injuries. I'll be honest, you should be beat. Like I always say this, you know. Like I know I always say this, but it's not. It's like United and Arsenal should be winning those games, but whether they whether they win or not, it's uh, another thing, innit? We'll see. So, innit? We'll see. Yeah, so um, it's just it's we we'll just see how it goes. To be honest with you, um. Anything else we're missing up, boys? Um, before we jump off, I hope you guys saw the Nigerian nightmare. Kamaru Usman knocked that guy out. Deadly, yeah. deadly punch. If you watch UFC, if you're a fan of UFC, yeah, I can't lie. I'm not a fan, but I did, I did yeah. watch the highlights. Yeah, neither am I. But whenever, whenever Kamaru and Adesanya's fighting, boy, I go watch my Nigerian brothers. You know, yeah. good, good. Um, look, big shout out to um Chris for joining today. We appreciate that, Chris. Big and... shout out. 
whenever we need to get Spurs fans on again, we'll definitely give you a shout. Um, what else is there? Probably the highlight of their season coming on Res Divided. They don't do nothing else. <laughs> Probably the highlight of their season coming on a podcast, you know. People actually want to hear their people actually want to hear their opinion. <laughs> and I actually want to give a big shout out to um Tayo. Um he always listens to us every week. Um and he posts us up. Um big shout out to Tayo. I appreciate um Chop Life yeah. Family. Chop Life Family. Guys, uh, make sure if you um into fashion, clothing, look into Chop Life. Nice. Uh, affordable. They're, they're not giving us money for this, by the way, but it's an affordable price. Yeah. <laughs> nah, that's family, man. That, that's family, innit? Well, yeah, that's family, bro. innit? Like, it's an affordable price. Like, I'll wear it, hand wear it. Like, it's something you wear, trust me. Like, it's, it's, it's sick. So, look, check them out. And uh, anything else, boys, before we jump off? Uh, no, I'm good, man. I'm good, okay, man. Okay, cool. All right. We'll see you next week. Week. Hit the beat. Peace. Take care. Peace. Take care, man. Peace.